All right, Greg, I usually start off with asking someone about their franchise story, how they accidentally fall into it. But when I was looking at your background, I don't know that it's accidentally fallen into it. I think it's part of like Sharp Spring gets acquired and here's here's where you go. So here's where you go. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I can say tell me your franchise story, but I will say tell me your perspective on franchising now that that's one of the divisions that that you oversee. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think I I really like the franchise space, and and I think part of it is it just sort of fits with my personality um, and the way my brain works. Is I'm very much a, a systems thinker and and someone who uh, you know builds processes and systems for success uh, from an operational perspective, um, and so I like that uh franchises do that for their franchisees and then you know with inside the world of constant contact we very much focus at constant contact on helping the small stand tall and, and helping small businesses uh out out punch their size and and you know beat their competitors and um i think when you look at the franchise space and the way that it works is you know you're very much as a franchisee a small business owner, you're just buying into a brand and an operating system and um, you got to go out there and, and make your business work and make it grow. And, and we provide you with the tools to do that. So I think it just sort of, it, it works with, with all the things that, that we've worked with on uh, across SharpSpring and, and now Constant Contact. I'm sure you're not surprised by this, uh, but I mean, I'll, I'll give a high level one. We work with a multi-billion dollar business uh, that is closing plenty of uh, agreements on an annual basis. And I said, okay, you have a giant robust sales team and you're doing all the right things. How's your email campaigning going? Like, yeah, we don't have that. We got to get that set up. But <laughs> Does it surprise you? Like, I mean, even even a franchisee on a small on a small local level, like the fact that this the solutions that you have really can, I mean, at, at a very affordable rate, make a huge difference. Yet businesses are like, yeah, we'll get to that later on email. Yeah, I mean, it always blows my mind that um, when when people are like, oh yeah, we don't really have a email marketing strategy. I'm like, well. To me, that all, all that sounds like is you don't own your audience, right? Like you're you're borrowing your audience from some social platform that can charge you more, or bury you in the feed, or or whatever it is. Um, but man, like really owning that email address and that that communication channel that is, for the most part, free, super super cheap. I mean, but you know when you when you get to a large customer base. And you need to mail them in mass. There aren't many tools that can do that, and constant contact is well within reason of, of you know affordability for pretty much anyone to use. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's absurd if you don't have an email marketing strategy. Like, sure, it, it takes some forethought. It, you know, you got to think about it. You got to dedicate yourself to it. You got to make a plan to go out and communicate with your audience. But if you're not communicating with your customers, you're gonna lose them. If I go if I go backwards in time in our in our business and in our internal business, uh, we were a Sharp Spring uh, user, and we went with Sharp Spring over everybody else at that point, including Constant Contact. So, you know, it's it's smart it's smart when the bigger companies come in and say we'll swallow you up so that we can uh, so you stop bothering us. Uh, so I do think that's a good move. Would you say? Is was SharpSpring uh, a competitor, and then is HubSpot 
the biggest competitor? Like how do, how do you, or Salesforce, how do you, how do you set your competitive landscape? Yeah. I mean, um, I think, you know, constant contact, uh, 20 year old brand that, that pretty much invented email marketing. Right. Um, and over the years, there's been a lot of competitors that have, have come out to really embrace, uh, marketing automation, uh, on top of email marketing, using email marketing as an entry point to then um, accelerate what you're doing from from an email marketing perspective and make it so that you can do a heck of a lot more with a lot less resources. You just have to be able to think through it from a strategy perspective. And SharpSpring, one of the one of the great things that SharpSpring did was focus on agencies because agencies can help with that extra level of sophistication you need and the extra level of strategy you need to be really good at marketing automation. And if you're doing it right, you get to optimize your entire front funnel from top to bottom. And that's really what, what SharpSpring focused on. And so I think, yeah, for sure. I mean, Constant Contact was looking around the marketplace and seeing that they were being attacked and, uh, you know, all these competitors are coming in and yeah, go out and go out and buy one of uh, one of them and start um, start bringing in the technology into the stack. And, and, I, and I think that's one of the things that people don't really understand about Constant Contact today. They probably used or heard about Constant Contact 10 years ago, 15 years ago, even five years ago. And Constant Contact's not the same anymore. There's a, there's a lot more in the platform than there, there used to be. And, and especially with the acquisition of SharpSpring and, and another company called Retention Science around um, e-commerce, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on here and, and the company's really growing and pushing into uh, marketing automation on a whole other level. Glad you said what you just said, because I would imagine that there is a perception is reality issue because people have a viewpoint on constant contact because it's been around so long. I mean, mm -hmm. not, I, obviously it's a, uh, I, I was not in the, the boardroom making the decision, but it's almost like sharp, rebranding to SharpSpring might have been a, a better, better idea. Um, but is that, is that a hurdle that, that now as odd as it is that you have to overcome too, is the re-education that we're, we're more than your grandfather's uh, old email marketing tool? For sure. I mean, uh, I went earlier this year to the IFA conference and we had a booth and um, sat in on some of the sessions and people would come walking by the booth and they'd be like, Oh, constant contact. I know you, or I use you. And you'd have to chase them down because it's, you know, you, you think, you know, but you, you, you don't realize that constant contact has changed fairly significantly. And, and even more so on the franchise or, or partnership side, um, because, you know, we don't advertise, a lot of the partner tools we have, like there are some very specific tools we've built for partners and for enterprises and multi-location businesses that allow you the control you need, that brand control at the corporate level, um, and, and still give you the flexibility of having multiple accounts at your individual locations. You can get all the reporting back to the corporate national. You can, from corporate, you can email on behalf of and through your individual locations where all the reporting goes back to them, right? So, yeah, you know, you, there's campaign approval, there's all these different mechanisms and feature sets that we've built for businesses just like this um, that aren't the things you see in our commercials on, on television, right? So um, I think 
yes, that that re-education or or you know peeling back of the onion for what constant contact is and the tools that we've built over the last twenty years is a is a huge hurdle. And and it's funny because I come from Sharp Spring where we would have killed for this brand recognition, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but the brand recognition also comes with a perception that that we yeah. have to change. So I trust me, I'll take constant context brand recognition and and changing the perception over the other problem. Yeah, I would I would imagine everyone that you talk with on a, in a sales process understands the business name, and then you have to open up up the channel of here's what the possibilities are. But to getting in front of, say, a franchise audience or a small business audience, like how, how are you going about doing so in a place where you, you have to re-educate and open up doors at the same time and probably find the right timing that they have to be frustrated with whatever solution they have right now? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of what we're doing today is is straight up outbound, yeah. um, cold calling, trying to uh connect with people on on linkedin and um you know sending out some cold emails to try to uh entice them to have a conversation with us about the fact that constant contact's not what you think it is um some of these people are coming inbound we do we do events like the the ifa we have lots of conversations with people but some of them are just frustrated with the tool they have and it's either too much for them and so they're looking for something that's a little less, but and and they can pay a lot less for it, um, or they you know they are hearing, especially on the franchise space, they're hearing a lot from their um, franchisees that the tool they have is just way above their heads, and they they can't keep up, they don't want to do it, they can't um, can, they can't have that flexibility of whether it's corporate or local or, or shared or blended, it's one or the other at this point right. with the tool set that's out there and constant contact has a unique offering that allows you to kind of blend that and do both. And so they, they hear about that from other people that are using us and come knocking on our door. Because you solve so many issues versus say a, a very specific franchise CRM how important is franchising or what is the mix of franchising as it relates back to the business? Uh, the business of constant contact as a whole, is that what you mean? As, as clients, yeah, as a client base. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I would say there's a very large portion of our customer base, and, and I don't know the exact percentage, that are franchisees, whether they're corporate, national franchise, or endorses us or not they see this as a way to market at the local level mm -hmm. and they want to own their list. And so they use constant contact. Um, a very large growing part of our, of our business is working with franchisors to build a program at the national level. Um, whether they do a bulk buy for hundreds of locations or whether they partner with us to, um, you know, expose our tools to their, their, customer base, their member base, their franchisees, um, so that they can purchase it on their own at a discounted rate. Like that, that part of our business is the fastest growing part of our business. You see a lot of evolution that's going to have to happen with privacy rules, or have you been seeing that, that uh, here's, here's your database, whether you can market to them or not? Is okay? uh, I mean, we, we always, I mean, within, within email marketing in general, every email marketing company has this 
uh, we have a compliance team. We have plenty of conversations around how to uh, market best through email and and who you can and cannot contact. Um, so certainly that's a hot topic and something that I I, I wish it was easier to educate people on because um, people that aren't in the email marketing business or aren't marketing agencies themselves don't really understand it, and so they grab a list and they want to send to it and then you know they get hit with some compliance concerns and hey you know let's back up or i have a list of five hundred i'm gonna upload it to constant contact and send them all out in a day well now you need to warm your email up a little bit before you do that so um those those concepts i wish were a little more out there um and available in the market or that people understood them better but I think it's just the nature of of email marketing today. And and look, I, I think at the same time, I mean, I, I get spam all day, every day. <laughs> you know, people are always reaching out to me and it's hard to cut through the noise. And I think the inbox providers are just trying to do right by their customers and making sure that there's not a lot of noise in their email inbox. So it's just something that that I think it's the nature of the beast today. Hi, Nick. Hope hope your week is going well. Following up on my previous email, whether we can be your current growth strategy partner. Yep. I mean, it's, it, I think what, what's, what's always fascinating about email marketing, and obviously you've been in, in agency world too, is I think the tactic is phenomenal. I think the message or the positioning is the issue. And so if I, if I were taking over your marketing department and speaking directly towards, say, a franchisee or a franchisor audience, like that's where I would start playing around with. Because it's like, if your open rate is 100% and you have 100 people, or your open rate is 1% and you have 10,000 people, like you actually want to tighten it up so that your true buyers, those that really care about what you're giving them, uh, are going to interact with your content. And I think for whatever reason, and this is the Facebook world that we live in for forever, it was like, go go get, get people to like your page and mm -hmm. businesses will put the like sign on their windows, which genius of Facebook, they got everybody to advertise Facebook for them. But then, then you get on there and they're like, uh, yeah, you, the, the audience that you built, you're going to have to pay to get in front of them. So like, like the tactics are phenomenal. The messaging and the positioning end up being weak. And so we're, we're in my opinion, a business starts thriving is when the two can, can be united. And for you, I think, I think that's a huge opportunity with franchise brands because nobody's talking about the strategy. They're just talking about the tactical solutions right. that you built content or storytelling or use an IFA for, for something like that. Now the sudden the, the storytelling changes and they're like, Oh, you're right. I, I do need to make sure that the, the message is going to resonate with my, my audience. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're using email marketing as an outreach tool, as opposed to keeping in contact with your current customer base and getting them to buy again or, or upsell, you know, to a, to a different product or service. But um, if you're using it for outreach to new customers to leads, um, you gotta you gotta make sure that you're being relevant in the messaging. You gotta make sure that um, you're not being over salesy and over pitchy. And and I I recommend all the time to our customers that you gotta be finding a way to add value to somebody. Yeah. You gotta put put something valuable in your message to them, not to you, to them, right? Um, yeah, you know, it's like going on a date with a with a new you know a new girl, and you're pitching about yourself the whole time. Like, do you think you're going to have a second date? Probably not. <laughs> well, if she if she's uh, if she's that desperate, then maybe. But that's going to be the rare, rare case. Um, 
No, I, 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 I'm look, I, I 100% agree with you. I think uh, there needs to be some, some evolution uh, in the, in the process or the, the way of thinking. I have, I have this, uh, this dream that I'm not going to go and actually accomplish because I'm too busy. I was like, I'm going to create an Instagram handle or it's uh, just say yes. And I'm just going to say yes to every salesperson who contacts me for a week and see how much content I can develop. Oh I God. mean, who, who knows, but, but there's so much clutter and that's where I even, I even think about, um, think about the mailbox, like the mailbox has been vacated currently. It's not as crowded or cluttered as it used to be. And right. so if you're trying to figure out a way to break through, you got to figure out like what's going to connect with the audience. And obviously you, you know this, um, but yeah. I and, and I, I also think that this it's one of the reasons why I think as you get more sophisticated in your email marketing and especially marketing automation, when you start getting into, you know, triggering responses, automated email responses based on the behavior of your customer base or, or your leads, uh, what are they clicking on? What are they engaging with? What, you know, did they go to your website? Did they look at a specific page? Like there's a really, there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do, but as a, franchise group or a franchise or franchisee you in some instances you're going to need to work with a marketer a, a marketing agency who really can help you guide you down that path and so you know we want to make sure that we provide the tools and sometimes those tools can become more complex and and more sophisticated and at that point either you got to have somebody like that that understands it on your team or you got to go to a marketing agency that can help you do it right and do it do it the right way and and really think through how are you going to engage with your customer base so that what when you get your chance to hit that inbox that you're getting somebody to open and and click and engage with your brand i'd imagine for for new franchisors or franchisees that are breaking through that want want to get in touch with you Again, it's not an issue of having awareness. They got to know what problem you're solving. What is what is that typical problem that's happening that makes them say, "I'm going to reach out"? Because it's or or I mean, obviously you're proactively selling it by proactively out uh, doing outreach. But is there a specific problem? If if the ghost is watching right now, they're like, "Okay, I do have that issue. Let me reach out." Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. Well, it, I think it's it's different depending on where you are in the life cycle of your franchise, especially. Um, emerging franchises, let's say less than 20 locations, less than 50 locations, some, somewhere in that range, um, you need a strategy. You need a, you need to be able to hand off to your franchisees, a marketing strategy. And that marketing strategy is not just, Hey, buy a bunch of ads, um, and, and drive traffic to a page. Right. Um, especially if that page is a corporate page. You're going to need to get those leads past you locally. You're going to need to collect those leads locally. And you want to be able to own your list. Own it. Own it by having that list in, in a tool like Constant Contact so that you can communicate with them when you have offers, when you have coupons, when you have events. Um, so so I think that that's part of it. And especially if you're a, fran a new franchisee and an emerging franchise, like, that's your business, right? Those are your customers. That's where you're going to get the revenue from. So, you know, don't, I wouldn't slack on that as, as the franchise itself grows and gets larger and there are a ton of leads, there's a lot of um, traffic. You, you got to find a way to, again, cut through the noise. You got to find a way to own that audience and franchisees, I think 
from a constant contact where we market and you know the brand really well, what you know is that it's simple, it's easy to use. You get the reporting on engagement. Um, you can kind of do exactly what you want to do and what you need to do in the tool. So for, so for a franchisee, in constant contact makes a lot of sense. For a franchisor, what the the problem is that they're facing that that brings them our way is I want brand control. My franchisees, I want to make sure they don't go rogue and you know upload a picture of a cat when that has nothing to do with our brand, right? Um, and so we allow that level of control. We allow locked content blocks, things like that. Um, but I still want to make sure that my franchisees have the tools that they need to be able to market outside of what we do corporately, nationally. We 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 still are going to do those things, but I want them to be able to to do their own in a tool that's simple and easy to use. And and that flexibility of corporate, national, um, plus local, is a huge part of what constant contact is built and and the pain point that we see that people come to us most often saying, gosh, you know, I wish I could do a little bit of both or, hey, I want to enable my franchisees with a tool that they can use, but I still want to be able to control my brand. Love it. I mean, Greg, what, what, what you just said is shows that you actually know what you're talking about when it comes to <laughs> what franchisees or franchisors want. So really appreciate that. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for re-educating us on what constant contact is up to today. Uh, for Greg, I'm Nick. This was another episode of Meet the Supplier. <laughs>